This is the In Focus podcast from the Hindu. Hello and welcome to another edition of the In Focus podcast. I'm your host D Sampath. The Tata Group owned Air India has placed two big orders with Europe's Airbus consortium and Boeing for 470 planes, the largest ever single order placed by an airline. And as per the list price, the value of the order is around 70 billion US dollars. This is evidently part of a strategy to rapidly expand the fleet and increase market share. But does India have the aviation infrastructure to support such a vast expansion? What are the challenges for Air India in terms of manpower such as pilots and trainers and of course training infrastructure? How will it handle the competition from other airlines? And finally, what are the implications in terms of passenger safety given that some of the planes are of a type that Air India pilots have never flown before and pilot shortage may be an issue? We explore all these questions and more in this episode of In Focus and we have with us Jagriti Chandra who covers aviation for the Hindu. Jagriti, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you Sampath. Uh, for the benefit of our listeners, can you just quickly give us an overview of the two big purchase orders with Boeing and Airbus? What prompted the scale of acquisition? Yeah, sure Sampath. On February 14th, Air India announced its decision to buy 470 aircraft including wide bodies and narrow bodies both from Boeing and Airbus. Narrow bodies or the single aisle aircraft Sampath are the aircraft we typically see on domestic routes or short haul international routes and these dominate the fleet of many low cost carriers in India such as Indigo. Now Air India's new narrow bodies include 210 Airbus A320 and 321 Neos. And for the benefit of our listeners, these are also the aircraft that Indigo has in its fleet and on order. Then uh, the Air India order also includes 190 Boeing 737 Max single aisle aircraft, which, for instance, comprises a small part of SpiceJet's fleet. Now let's look at what they have ordered for wide bodies. They have the 787s or Dreamliners um, and Boeing 777s. as well as a new type of aircraft not currently there in their fleet which is the Airbus A350 now these will be obviously used to connect long haul destinations such as those in europe and ultra long haul which is the us now according to chief commercial and transformation officer of air india mr nipun agarwal who's also a tata sons appointee air india has also the option to buy 370 more aircraft from both airbus and boeing this will actually take the total order to 840 of which as i've earlier said the firm order alone is 470 so what is the timeline we're looking at for this kind of an acquisition yeah um so uh, what mr nipun agarwal has said is that they are looking at a time frame of 10 years to start bringing these uh, aircraft into the fleet uh they've also given us a break up of some aircraft that will begin to arrive in the second half of this year the second half of 2023 roughly around 30 aircraft or so are expected but a large chunk of aircraft will begin to arrive only in 2025 but i do want to say this that both airbus and boeing have a massive uh you know uh, order that is pending um so uh, really there have been some questions on uh the timeline etc and only time will tell uh, when these aircraft will uh, begin to arrive 
Right. So how many of these 470 odd planes are going to be replacing the existing fleet and how many are going to be like addition so that we're talking more of an expansion rather than replacement of old aircraft and so on? Yeah. So uh, we also need to keep in mind first, uh, Sampur, that, uh, you know, this is an order that has come after a gap of nearly 17 years. And, um, you know, um, Air India last placed an order in 2006 when it bought nearly 111 aircraft. And let's look at, you know, quickly what has changed for Air India since then and the aviation market. So 16 years back, uh, a, a big player uh, in the Indian aviation, uh, such as Indigo, did not exist. And Air India then boasted of about 20% market share, which means one in five passenger flew Air India. And if we were to only look at Air India's market share today and not, you know, the other entities that are part of the Air India group now, such as Vistara, Air Asia, India, um, Air India's market share now stands at 9.2%. So it's halved. And it, within this uh, time frame, we've seen that Indigo has uh, started operations, started from scratch, and today it controls 55% of the market. So every two flyer, two air traveler, one air traveler flies Indigo. Um, so uh, clearly the order, when we look at the large size of the narrow bodies within the total 470, there are 400 narrow bodies on order. And uh, this clearly shows uh, the airline's intent to take on Indigo, um, which is the most successful low-cost carrier in the country and also among the best in the world. Uh, the airline has already announced its intention to split the four airlines, Air India, Vistara, Air Asia India and Air India Express into two total airlines so that there is one low cost carrier and one full service carrier. And as far as international operations are concerned, uh, we will see Air India up its game and has, it has already announced more flights to the US and UK. This is the largest ever order made by an Indian airline and among the largest order in the world by any airline, according to Air India's CEO Campbell Wilson in an internal mail to employees. Now, coming to the question that you just posed me about how many of these aircraft will actually replace the old air, uh, fleet and how many will help the airline grow its fleet. Um, when we look at all the four entities, Air India, Air India Express, Air Asia India, and Vistara, all four have uh, between 200 to 210 aircraft among them. And uh, if we just look at the firm order of Air India, which is 470, uh, and subtract these 200 aircraft, uh, we are looking at about 270 planes or so. Now, nobody has spelled out clearly that, you know, um, X number of planes will go in, X number of planes will go out. But when one talks to those people who are closely involved with the operations, the flight operations of the airline, they say that, yes, a large number of aircraft will be replaced. Now, back in 2019, as per government data, when the, uh, when the government had put out the airline on sale, it had the, its data showed that on an average, the average age of its aircraft uh, was about 10 to 11 years. So now we are looking at, you know, three years later, 13 to 14 years of age. Uh, now, that is not a very, I mean, bad record. Uh, and people, experts will say that an aircraft can be pushed up to 30 years or so if it is well maintained. But that is the key here. Um, we know that the government had stopped pumping in money 
And uh, just to sort of illustrate this, in the years leading up to the privatization of Air India, many aircraft were actually grounded. As many as 18 to 20 aircraft of, of Air India were not flying because um, the government could not either afford to buy new engines, which need to be replaced from time to time. As a result, it had added to the vicious cycle and bled the airline further because these these planes are not flying. They're not making money. Um, they're not able to sell tickets. But uh, since they're grounded, you're spending more money on maintaining them and you're also paying the crew. Uh, so uh, in a nutshell, to answer your question, yes, it is expected that almost the entire uh, fleet would, over a period of time, be replaced with the help of these uh, new planes. However, those involved with the operations also say this is not going to happen simultaneously. So for a period of time, we will see both the new aircraft, both new aircraft as well as the old set of aircraft fly simultaneously. Right. So with both the old and the new ones flying simultaneously and the new ones coming in over this timeline you just explained earlier. So there is definitely going to be more pressure on the airport infrastructure, you know, for parking and landing and, you know, uh, for the whole, whole whole shebang, whatever is needed. So do you think India has the infrastructure to support this kind of fleet expansion? Because it's not just only Air India, which is expanding. Uh, its rivals are also doing so. So what do you think India needs to have in place or does it already have in place to support uh, this expansion in infrastructure to handle this increase in volume? Yeah, uh, that's a good question, Sampath. Um, actually, you know, um, looking at the massive order, everybody in the aviation sector has been raising these questions about parking space, about pilots, about training capacities uh, for pilots. Um, MRO capabilities, which is basically where are your aircraft going for maintenance and repair and overhaul um, since most airlines fly them abroad because we don't have sufficient capabilities. That is also, uh, you know, an extra cost uh, forex that they have. To you, mean Indian, you mean Indian airlines fly their planes abroad for maintenance because we don't have maintenance facilities in That's India? That's right. For, um, for some sort of checks, um, th those checks are carried out within India. But uh, for, uh, you know, more serious, more thorough checks, they have to be flown outside. Um, so uh, th this is a major uh, cause of concern for many um, um, because um, airlines then pay a lot of money to fly these aircraft abroad for maintenance. And we are losing, even though we have engineering capabilities, etc. we are losing that money. Um, so for various reasons, um, our, our MRO capabilities have not been strengthened. The government has made some at least promises, has made some noise about, um, you know, fixing this gap, um, but it still remains a big, big gap. Um, and the other issue is, yes, of parking. Um, you know, airlines uh, prefer to park their aircraft at some of the metro stations, it's, it's e metro airports. Uh, it's easier for them to rotate them, which is, which is basically, you know, deploy them for flights the following day. Uh, but uh, getting parking slots at some of the big airports is also an issue. Uh, we've also seen that there have been long delays in, you know, new airports coming up, such as the one we've seen at Navi Mumbai, which has taken forever. Um, so there are these uh, very serious concerns about capacity. Um, I know you're going to ask me a separate question on pilots, so I'm not going to, uh, you know, uh, go into detail here on that. But that uh, just just the issue of pilots will show you the extent of, uh, you know, infrastructure uh, capacity uh, constraints that we have. 
Right. I mean, in terms of capacity, which is like, I think the broadly the, the issue at hand, one side of it is, of course, is of course airport, airport infrastructure, you know, where you talk about maintenance, parking spaces, and so on. The other side of it is, of course, manpower capacity. And you did a great story last Sunday on this issue of crew shortages with the airlines expressing their apprehensions, uh, specifically, of course, pilots and also trainers and related uh, training infrastructure. So with this kind of an expansion, which is in place, when you had some interesting numbers about how the number of trained pilots which would be needed is going to go up, you know, 7,000, 8,000. But then today, uh, we saw a new report from you, uh, an interview with the DGCA chief, who has claimed that uh, there are enough trained pilots in the market already who are not getting employment. So can you just sort of unpack what exactly is going on? Because is it like there are lots of pilots, but they have not been flying for a while and therefore the licenses are, are on the verge of you know expiry and therefore they can't be hired? Like what exactly? Is there an oversupply or is there a shortfall? And how is it going to pan out in this context of impending expansion? Yes. Uh, so, Sampath, in my opinion, these are, you know, the two sides of the same coin. So, uh, as we mentioned in our earlier story on how uh, the new uh, aircraft order of Air India has sort of exposed this um, sort of pilot crisis that exists. You know, so, for instance, um, 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 those closely involved with Air India's, uh, you know, functions um, say that, you um, if, if Air India is going to be inducted 400, uh, 470 aircraft, it will need about 7,000 to 8,000 pilots. And they question where, where these pilots are going to come from because they say that current operations are difficult to manage because there is a paucity of pilots. And there have been very recent incidents of some um, Air India long-haul flights to U.S. being cancelled because... Um, because they did not have crew to fly those aircraft. Um, um, I was talking to another uh, airport officer, a, a person who runs a flying training academy uh, and was uh, some years back with Hyderabad Airport who recounted his experience where a certain airline asked him for a parking slot at 8 p.m. instead of what is usually the practice of 12 midnight and, and he asked, why, why were you not flying your aircraft for four hours? Meaning, why were you not doing as many as two flights? And why were you losing revenue? And you're not going to gain anything out of parking those. Um, and they said they did not have pilots to, to fly those aircraft. So, so that goes to show that the, the loss that an airline will incur when they're unable to fly their aircraft to their maximum capability um, because they don't have enough uh, cockpit crew. Uh, he cited another example of TrueJet. He said TrueJet came to us asking for parking as early as 4 p.m. So um, why why does this kind of um, you know lack or gap exist? Um, so these people, uh, experts, and um, uh, in in one case, I also spoke to a parent. They talk about uh, the shortcomings of flying training uh, organizations within the country. Uh, they talk about how often uh, certain academies will have uh, one aircraft uh, for every 30 students. Uh, and then there are other constraints such as uh, incapability for night flying, etc. And therefore, they prefer to send their uh, wards abroad. Uh, um, uh, so there is a cost attached to that as well. Um, uh, what happens often is that when uh, somebody trains abroad, they have to come back and do a set of training to sort of convert 
um, you know, to the Indian system. Sometimes they have to do what is called type rating. And you can do type rating only when you are clear what kind of aircraft you're going to be flying for which airline. So if I'm going to be flying Indigo, I'm going to be flying the A320s. So, you know, if Indigo has its own cadet training program, so they will say, you don't have to spend from your pocket. This will be part of your sort of salary package and we will train you and we will spend the extra money. Um, uh, but very often what happens is that airlines don't do that. They do not spend that money and they require uh, um, pilots to spend money for, for type rating, etc., which is an additional expense. Uh, not only is it an additional expense, sometimes, you know, getting simulators uh, to train on in the, in the country can be difficult. There aren't many simulators. So one parent I was talking to said that um, he had to wait for four months. Um, and he had to time um, uh, it in such a manner that he made a booking slot four months before the arrival of his son from Canada after completing his training. So these are all the constraints. So on the one hand, we have airlines saying that they do not have enough pilots and that sometimes they have to cancel flights. Uh, airports saying that um, you know airlines are asking for earlier parking slots and canceling flights. Uh, in some time, some years back, I think it was 2019 or 2020 that we saw Indigo cancel as many as uh, 30 flights per day precisely because of this uh, shortage. It was February 2019, I'm correcting myself. Um, and on the other hand, interestingly, Mr. Arun Kumar, the Chief of Directorate General of Civil Aviation, uh, told me an in an interview that we published on Saturday uh, that um, around 5,000 to 6,000 pilots are jobless. Uh, and this is out of uh, a total of 18,000 to 20,000 pilots uh, who are there. Uh, he says about 12,000 are estimated to be in employment, whether these are Indian airlines, whether these are uh, non-scheduled operators such as state government, charter aircraft, private charter aircraft, or Indian um, you know, pilots employed um, with Gulf carriers. Um, so he says those are about 12 to 13, but are as many as five to 6,000 are not employed. And he interestingly cited an example where he says um, they were hiring for a role in the DGCA and he interviewed a pilot who was teaching in, uh, who was a school teacher and he taught maths and science to, uh, you know, 11th class and 12th class students in Bahadurgarh in Haryana. Um, um, and then he said, but we finally hired him for this role here. Uh, and there are many such examples of people doing. So, so what does this mean exactly? On the one hand, you know, your, your story clearly sort of laid out how uh, there's going to be a, a need for 7,000 to 8,000 new pilots, more pilots uh, for uh, for sort of servicing this expanding fleet. And at the same time, we already have 5,000 unemployed pilots. Is it because that these are not the pilots who are going to be able to fly these aircraft? Is that why this demand is going to be persistent? Or is there something else which is going on? Because uh, when you already explained how for maintenance, we need to go abroad for flight training organizations not being up to the mark. The, the parents are sending their children who are doing these pilot courses for that they're going abroad so for so many there is clearly a fixed demand for various elements of this matrix here within the country but yet you have to find uh, solutions abroad so what is the missing uh, link here in your opinion you know this actually does call for a detailed investigation but i i just uh, felt after talking to parents and after talking to training academies and the dgca that the, these are the two sides of the same coin that while on the one hand airlines complain of um, you know a shortage 
And even pilots complain of being pushed to their maximum. And, um, you know, they complain of fatigue. And they say that while the DGCA has laid down, you know, what is called the flight duty timing limitations or their shift timings, uh, airlines are more and more pushing them to the maximum, uh, you know, threshold. Um, they will talk about how some years back, um, you know, they would uh, flying fewer flights, but now they would be flying, say, two additional flights on the same day. Uh, something to, of that sort. Um, 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 and then we have the DGCA saying that there are um, all these pilots who are unemployed and who are looking for other jobs. Um, and so what is it? I mean, whether is it, um, um, you know, some sort of infrastructure gap within the country where these pilots are unable to complete their training? Is it some sort of, um, you know, cutting cost uh, on the part of the airline? Um, so this really needs to be investigated. But um, yeah, these are the two sides of uh, the same story. Right. Of course, there are these two sides, and 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 and, and within uh, within that same uh, issue, we also have a related uh, kind of an aspect to it in terms of pilot availability matching the numbers needed, which is the question of uh, passenger safety. Is there uh, 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 is this aspect? Do you think uh, going to sort of become increasingly something to be worried about? Because if you're going to be having pilots who are fatigued, uh, which you talked about just now, uh, that's not really ideal from the point of view of passenger safety, is it? Yes, absolutely. And this is what uh, many pilots, uh, you know, have been trying to bring uh, to everyone's light. They often talk about increasing levels of fatigue. Now, um, you know, some some months back we saw that there was this sort of um, some pilots on, at Indigo went on a mass sick leave and uh, we saw different sections of employees at different airlines going on mass sick leaves because post-COVID, what had happened was that uh, all the salary cuts that they experienced during COVID-19 uh, had not been restored. And they started complaining that, look, you know, now we are back with a bang and, you know, uh, people are, there's a revenge travel, people are flying like never before. And uh, we are flying, uh, uh, you know, at par with pre-COVID times or or more. And, uh, and therefore, why our salaries are not being restored. Um, so uh, these issues do crop up from time to time. There is also major resistance to uh, the DGCS FDTL norms, uh, the uh, flight duty time limitation norms. Um, pilots have urged for those uh, norms to be revised, um, and um, and um, in in a in a an important tweak some years back, the DGCA had given airlines uh, some allowance uh, to push uh, their pilots further in in case of you know an emergency, etc. Uh, which was uh, which also did not uh, go down well with pilots because they say that policy matters are often influenced by airlines and pilots are not being consulted. Um, so yes, these are definitely safety is definitely an important issue. And as we expand and as we add uh, more flights and as we add more airports, uh, this issue uh, of you know shift timings and of uh, uh, their mental health, etc., um, will need additional uh, attention. Uh, recently, just about a few days back, the DGC has come out with norms for their mental health, uh, you know, what airlines should be doing for anxiety, depression, etc. So uh, as as the current DGCA is uh, about to retire on 28th, he's made that last-ditch attempt to 
bring into focus this issue of mental health, depression, anxiety. But yes, as far as FDTL, uh, the shift timings, as well as safety, this will need more attention in the days uh, and the months to come. Right. While staying on this question of uh, pilots, I mean, coming back to Air India, we've seen that Indian airlines, uh, different ones, have found it challenging to retain uh, their pilots who I think uh, there is a trend of many of them leaving for greener pastures, especially in the Middle East, where new airlines are coming up and they're offering much better salaries, tax-free salaries and a lot of perks. So is it going to be challenging for Air India to sort of retain, not just find a new pilots to sort of uh, meet their requirements in a, in a sort of an ecosystem of shortage, but also retain them, uh, considering that many of them would have like much better perks and benefits from rival airlines from the Middle East and elsewhere? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I have spoken to pilots within Air India and those who've left Air India and joined other airlines. And they say, uh, they talk about several issues. You know, uh, not only do pilots talk about uh, better compensation that uh, is offered by Gulf carriers, you know, such as free school uh, education for um, the children of these pilots or free accommodation or tax-free um, uh, salaries, um, uh, but also the fact that now there is some concern about uh, career progression within Air India as as different different airlines are merged. You know, Vistara is going to merge with Air India and Air Asia India is going to merge with Air India Express. These are very senior pilots, very senior pilots at the top of their career, asking what what will happen to career progression. Uh, so that is one issue. Um, um, uh, those very closely involved with, um, you know, um, uh, in these sort of uh, operational responsibilities talk about um, um, the need to have more attractive packages. Um, several Air India uh, pilots will tell you that uh, they're sort of going slow right now because uh, certain promises have been made uh, by uh, the Tatas and, and they are uh, just waiting for uh, those promises to be delivered on the salary, on package, etc. Uh, we know that uh, Air India has just completed about a year of privatization and the months to come are going to be very crucial in terms of hiring. Um, will the old set of at least, uh, you know, those in the management administrative roles, will, will they be let go? Will new people be brought in and what changes will happen in terms of, uh, uh, you know, crew responsibilities and their packages? And, and you know, again, since there is going to be a merger, um, um, these issues uh, are going to come to the fore. And um, what pilots are saying is that, uh, in, for instance, Vistara recently, many pilots say recently in the past one month or so, has seen, uh, you know, many pilots leave the airline and go to Gulf carriers. Um and, uh, and that could be, I'm not sure, that's just my guess, that could be because, because of the merger. Um, um, and therefore, what the pilots are saying that at Air India, at least, they are going to just wait and watch uh, and see what Tata Sons has to offer them. Right. There is a lot going on, uh, definitely, uh, in terms of the pilot issue. One final question before we uh, wrap up, Jagriti, we're running out of time. So I just wanted you to come in on the business uh, side of the whole uh, expansion. Uh, could you talk a little bit about uh, how is how things are looking for Air India in terms of its current market share? You mentioned earlier, I think, that it has shrunk in recent times. So with this fleet expansion, is the growth going to come from an increase in the overall pie in the market or is it going to be at the expense of its rivals? 
can you talk about this question in terms of both the domestic scene and the international traffic from and to india uh, so sampath uh, i will come to that uh, question on market share but i thought it's also important to um, you know talk about uh, the kind of uh, fleet expansion that uh, is likely to happen in the days to come and that it's not just air india that's uh, adding aircraft uh, we had an interview with the uh, indigo's uh, ceo peter elbers who told me that they already have 500 aircraft on order that are pending for delivery you know their last order in 2019 was then the largest for any air, indian airline when they placed an order of 300 aircraft and these are a320 family aircraft now akasa which is also a new airline which launched operations last year has uh, an order of about 72 aircraft and um, out of which Uh, approximately 20 have been delivered and 52 are expected to be delivered by march of 2027 uh, we already know that air india is adding either 470 or maybe 840 aircraft so if you look at just these numbers we have a total of either 1200 or 820 aircraft looking at you know whether air india goes for those optional aircrafts and there is also a possibility but there is no decision yet there is some amount of prevarication within uh, you know um, indigo's um, you know top brass we saw the previous uh, boss mr rona joy datta talking about the possibility of getting in white bodies um, the new ceo wasn't that uh, keen at the moment on getting white bodies um so but if if they do that will be uh, another um, you know uh, uh, aircraft order uh boeing in its outlook recently said that india will meet 2000 narrow bodies and 240 wide bodies in the next 20 years um so that would give you approximately 1100 aircraft for 10 years or so which is pretty much the same as our calculation um so uh you, so since we've spoken about infrastructure and pilot requirements this will give you a sense of how much more of that will now be needed um you talk about market share and i'm just going to refer to you know the interview that the dgca gave us um so we really don't know uh, so 25% is where air india is right now the entire air india group um so that's air asia air india express with stara and air india um they're now, uh, right now at 25.4 mark domestic market share and they have uh, a certain plan to take that up in the years to come indigo has 55 so look at this this is sort of a duopoly here you know air india and uh, indigo controlling 3/4 of the market uh, now to answer your question uh, a lot of the things will have to go happen right in in air india you know the merger you know a lot of other things uh, what the, uh, the hirings uh, at the at the top um uh, and what what strategies they prepare um, and and there there are a lot of doubts a lot of questions about how it's going to be uh, you know a, a successful airline um, there are a lot of legacy issues etc but i'm just going to you know when you talk about market share i'm just going to refer to what uh, the dg uh, of dgca told me in his interview he says that he's um, you know engaged with policy issues for about um nine years or so from 2014 uh to about 2023 he was at the civil aviation ministry and then the dgca uh, and he says that it's always been growth in india in the past 10 years has been supply driven which means when you have more aircraft you have more people flying 
and um and i think that that is a fascinating insight if um, um he said he also gave us numbers about how there was a growth in traffic of about 250% and so more aircrafts will probably will definitely mean more competition more options more choice more frequency and uh, therefore uh, an expansion of the market is uh, inevitable right i mean when i find it very curious growth in uh, the market being supplied to vinmart isn't there like a huge pent up demand already which is what the supply is sort of opening up as it were i mean the ticket prices don't ever seem to go down you know if, if it's going to be like a heavy supply uh, and demand is not uh, the one which is driving then i guess ticket prices should, should sort of see some kind of a correction but uh, they never seem to go down for various reasons i don't know what the reasons could be it could be the fuel or whatever but uh, if it's supply driven uh, we don't seem to see that uh, much uh, in terms of i think of, uh, that that does link in with my answer actually uh, one of the reasons why we are seeing high airfares is because uh, airlines are not able to add aircraft as quickly as they would like to uh, many of them are and this is due primarily due to supply chain issues many of them have had to grapple with uh, aircraft grounded simply because they can't get engines or spare parts um you know um, um and, and whether it's indigo or whether it's go first and wh- whether a large a large uh, size of uh, spice jets operation uh, flights grounded because of all these reasons so c- there is a capacity shortage in the market already uh, so the ticket prices are higher because uh, would you say the the airlines are not as efficient as they could be and the no, higher costs just, are also borne by no, the passengers it's not just the airlines it's the uh, larger dynamics so uh, we've seen that because of the russia war there have been some supply chain issues and that have uh, resulted in delays in deliveries etc um of aircraft of aircraft parts etc um and um, as it is you know there were um, delays because of say investigation against boeing dreamliners etc so that it's it's not airlines and their efficiency you know just look at indigo um if i'm not wrong they add an aircraft every week uh some of this had to be halted uh during uh, during the pandemic uh, because there wasn't that demand um um to fly um so it's not uh, the airlines alone um uh, some airlines yes the ones that are weak financially and have not been able to pay their vendors for maintenance and spicejet was specifically pulled up by the dgca last year for this where it said you've not paid your vendors so your aircraft are not maintained and therefore that's compromising the safety and we are seeing all these mishaps in, in air um so we are uh, grounding half your fleet you know so right i think it's it's a complicated issue sorry to interrupt uh, jagriti we are really out of time thank you so much uh, for weighing in on these uh, various aspects of the air india deal and their implications for the aviation sector as a whole i mean it's always great to talk to someone who's on the field in this particular domain uh, covering this particular sector thank you so much for joining us we'll probably do one more uh, expanding maybe on some of the sub topics of this uh, whole issue thank you thank so you, much thank you sampath always a pleasure talking about aviation in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues in the meantime you can find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts stitcher and other platforms just search for in focus by the hindu we'll see you soon